Welcome to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Thank you to each of you for choosing Portland Center for Spiritual Living for your spiritual growth and development. We know that you have many, many options, and we thank you for choosing Portland Center for Spiritual Living. And to all of our podcast listeners across the globe, we welcome you, we cherish you, we value you, and we say thank you for choosing Portland Center for Spiritual Living. And we are continuing our four-part series featuring the book, The Heart of Love, by Dr. John D. Martini. So just a quick little review where we've been the past two weeks. In week one, Reverend Larry helped us dispel the myths about relationships, myths and rumors, things like, I'll be happy when I'm in relationship. I'll be complete and whole when I'm in relationship. And once I'm in a relationship, that person can never leave me. We dispelled all of those. And in part two, Reverend Larry shared with us a new way of looking at relationships based and nourished through our understanding of our core values. We did have a values survey that was available, and I know there are still copies on the uh, back table. And for our podcast listeners, you can go to our website and where the podcasts are listed, there is a link to the survey. I highly encourage you to take the time to take the value survey. Well, today our topic is your soulmate. And we're going to be exploring the process of preparing for a loving connection by first realizing our own wholeness. And I'd like to start with a quote from Dr. Martini's book. He says, the great beauty of recognizing a soulmate isn't that moment of you complete me so much as you see me. That could be short for you see me in my entirety, including what you perceive as good and bad, and you appreciate all of it. You love me for every facet, not just the parts that I think are acceptable to show to the world, but for the complete depth and breadth of my soul. So today we're going to be looking at three specific things. Balancing the lopsided emotional perception we may be holding. It's often referred to as the underdog and the overdog. Recognizing our soulmate is right here, right now, and third, embracing the grand, organized design of our own life and our relationships. So let's take a look at this balancing the lopsided emotional perception of the underdog and the overdog. Many of us may have a friend or an acquaintance, or we ourselves may have been describing moving into a relationship as the person is a great catch. And then often they go on and describe sometimes what I would call ad nauseum in great detail, 
the person's many great qualities while they're minimizing their own personal qualities. They place all the emphasis on everything that this person brings to the relationship and they have no recognition or acknowledgement of what they're bringing to the relationship. And Dr. Demartini describes this as the dynamic of the underdog and the overdog. So here's how he describes each of those roles. The underdog is someone who perceives that they have very little to offer. They believe the other person has all the qualities and that they have less or none. And he describes this behavior as being fractionated and disempowered. And that when the person is feeling this disempowerment, they wear many masks and show up in many personas. There, and Dr. Demartini says they're in a state of manyness, and in that state of manyness, the one looks very attractive. Now contrast that to the overdog. He describes the overdog as a person who has integrated fully their entire self. They are listening to their soul. They feel empowered to create the life that they desire and the relationships that they desire, and therefore in a state of oneness in which they appreciate and are attracted to the many. And so when the underdog seeks to get the overdog to commit to an exclusive relationship, well, what do you think happens? It's an attempt for one to hang on to the more expansive, empowered person, and therefore the maxim flee, they follow, follow, they flee. So if we're clinging, the person flees. If we're expansive and open and standing at our power, the person follows us. Well, in science of mind, we know that underdog, overdog is another thing that is just simply not the truth because each of us is created in the image and likeness of our creator. And so each of us has all of the God qualities already residing within us. The only thing that is limiting the expression of that is our belief and our perception that we are less than. And so here's what Ernest Holmes has to say, founder of religious science. We cannot doubt that spirit has already made the gift of life since we live. Ours is the privilege of acceptance. We have roots in the mind of God. Our personality, our individuality, everything we are and do that the world sees is really a result in effect of our continually drawing on the infinite. It means all has already been given. The infinite holds nothing back in its creation. So therefore, there is no such thing in spirit as the underdog and the overdog. There is only spirit encountering spirit. And so how do we balance this lopsided emotional perception? Well, Dr. Demartini uh, shares with us that each of us has equal proportion of the traits that we are seeking, and yet they are being expressed through our own individual values. So, so it's that 
we already have all that we're seeking. It's just that we are expressing it in our own individualized manner, and we may be valuing it as expressed by someone else. So he encourages us to begin by looking at our values in each of the seven categories that are listed in the value survey, that being spiritual, mental, vocational, financial, familial, social, and physical. And again, those surveys are on the back table. We can begin to ask questions like, so where am I? expressing spiritual power and awareness. If we're perceiving that what we're seeking is a soulmate who has great depth in a relationship with his or her creator, we can simply ask, so where am I expressing that power? In what ways am I expressing mental genius? We may think that someone else is much smarter than us or more clever than we are. And then we can say, but in what ways? Am I expressing mental uh, genius? And we can also, maybe we're in the process of a career change. Maybe we're transitioning into retirement. And so we have these perceptions of one is better than the other. We can begin asking ourselves, where am I expressing vocational brilliance? I think with those three examples, you can see that in each of the seven categories, we can begin asking ourselves, where am I expressing this power? Because the truth is we already have it. We just may not recognize it. So once we recognize our personal power being expressed according to our values, not some definition of the way we think it should be being expressed, we can neutralize our attachment to or an infatuation with another person. And then what we've created is balance. We've eliminated the lopsided emotional perception of underdog and overdog. And when we focus on ourselves first, what's meaningful to us as expressed through our values, then we walk into a relationship empowered and aware of our own fullness instead of being driven by a sense of need and desperation. So again, I highly encourage you to either complete the value survey that you took last week or find one that's at the back table or go online and download it. And because Dr. Demartini talks about the process is applicable in all of our relationships, one of the examples that I would like to share about the underdog overdog comes from when I was teaching a life skills course at Clark College in Vancouver. And many of the students were moving towards economic self-sufficiency. And when it came time to practice our interviewing skills, many of them thought they had nothing to contribute. Basically, they said, I need a job. And I said, well, if we're going to be going on an interview and we're sitting in front of a potential employer and they ask, so for what reason did you apply for this position? And your response is, I need a job. <laughs> How likely are they going to be open to offering you a position? Do you see the position of the underdog? I have nothing to contribute. This employer has all the power. The employer has the position. So we worked extensively on balancing that relationship so that as a person walked into an interview, it was, I'm here to discuss your something of value and my something of value 
coming together so that we can fulfill the needs of the organization. And once we took away that underdog, overdog perception, that's when true relationships can form between, say, a prospective employer and an applicant. It's the same in a personal relationship. So then let's move to recognizing that our soulmate is right here, right now. Well, one of the things we know in science of mind is that the universe is lavish, it's abundant, it's always present, and that the universe responds to us in a personal way. So you can believe if we've created a list and identified characteristics and traits that we would like to have in a partner, you can believe the universe has already said yes, because there is no delay. The thing of it is, it just may not be expressed in the manner that we think it should. So one of the things that Dr. Martini talks about is let's take a look and see our soulmate already being expressed, not just in the form of one, but in the form of many. So how does he go about this? He shares a specific process. He said, all right, imagine this specific soulmate. Now, it might be someone that you're already in relationship and you'd like to add some spark. It might be that you're not in relationship. It might be that you're looking for a prospective employer. But whatever the situation is, imagine that soulmate and then in great detail, describe it. Write out all the characteristics and the traits that you desire. And then pick one. Pick one trait and begin to ask, who in my life is already demonstrating this attribute right now? Ask, who in my life, a specific person, is already exhibiting this trait in my life on a regular basis? And you do that for each of the traits that you've identified for your soulmate. And one of the things that you'll begin to see is that all of the traits are already in your life right now. It's just that they may be expressing in the form of a many, not in the form of one. So once we've identified that, then Dr. Martini asks, he says, ask yourself the question, do you want all of these traits expressed through one person or do you like having multiple representations of this already in your world? Do you see what happens? We're now being able to take a look at our life, acknowledge that all of these traits already exist, and we can see that it exists in lavish abundance, and then we get to choose. Do we want that in the form of one, or do we like having it in the form of many, and notice that it doesn't have to be an either or. We can say yes and yes. I'd like it in the one, and I like having it in the many. So for example, uh, in a relationship, a couple of the things that I really strongly value is that the individual has a strong relationship with their creator, that spiritual growth and development is of high value to that person. So when I started looking at this, I said, well, where's that being expressed in my life right here, right now? 
First of all, I have Portland Center for Spiritual Living, which is a strong spiritual community. I am surrounded by individuals who place a high value on spiritual growth and development. I have a couple of prayer partners. We, one, one, we meet every single week, another we meet every other week. Strong spiritual growth and development. I have all kinds of um, classes, like when we're in classes and I'm TAing a class, I am surrounded by individuals who have committed their time, their resources, their money to taking spiritual growth and development classes. And there is a rich, rich resource. So what's another one? Partnership, walking side by side together. Well, do I need it in just the form of one or do I have it expressed by the many. And I had to look and over and over and over again, I am surrounded by individuals who are willing to walk with me as a partner. Another is support and encouragement for my goals. Not that I lose myself in someone else's goals, but that I have support and encouragement for my goals. And again, I looked around and I went over and over and over again in the form of many, many different individuals. I am, I am surrounded by people who support my goals. Another is a sense of connection and belonging. Well, hello, we have the connection circles for one. The other thing is, is um, there was a kind of an awareness and a sense of well-being on New Year's Eve. I was walking with a girlfriend from a restaurant and two of her neighbors had joined us for cocktails after dinner. And we were walking in the neighborhood and there was this extreme sense of belonging and that all is well. It was like, this is my neighborhood. This is my neighborhood. And there's just that sense of connection. So it doesn't have to be that I have a connection with one person, it's like, this is my neighborhood. This is my spiritual community. And so that connection can come from many. So I think you can see that we can take a look at our life and things that are important to us that we would desire in a soulmate is already present, is already expressing in our life and in lavish abundance. Now, what's the power in this activity? There's two specific things. One, it provides focus and mental clarity for that which we desire and which we find pleasing. So if I have a list of things that are important to me and I can see that they are fully expressed in my life, I have great clarity that I can continue to focus on that and we know that whatever we focus on expands. Second of all, it eliminates fear and doubt. If, for example, we're thinking that we want a soulmate or that we would like to enter into a relationship or that our relationship currently doesn't quite have the zing and the zazz and the zest that we're looking for, well, it already exists. And so what we can do is begin to see that it already exists and it eliminates that fear and doubt. Here's what Ernest Holmes says. He says, all fear and doubt must go, and in their place must come faith and confidence, for we shall be led by spirit into all good. So that which we are seeking already exists, and as soon as we eliminate the doubt, as soon as we eliminate the fear, and we stand fully confident, spirit leads us right into it. Another way of saying that is that when we are confident that it already exists, 
we become a mighty attractor factor. It's like, get ready, because we are one big magnet, and it is coming to us. So now let's move to embracing the grand, organized design of our life. Dr. Martini also tells us that individuals who push our buttons are also here to help us regain and realign with the truth of our being. And so what I'm going to share here, I've shared part of this story with you, but I feel like, whew, there's finally some resolution. Uh, so <laughs> several years ago, I walked into a woman's book study group and I was wearing my red cowboy boots and I was mad as mad could be because I found out that my name was still listed on the mortgage, which according to the divorce decree, all of that financial encumbrance was that I had released any access money, whatever, to the house and all of that was supposed to go to my ex. And I found out that the manner in which the transaction was, it was a contract with a wrap, which meant that the original mortgage was still there and my name was still on the mortgage and I was ticked. And in my red boots, I stood there and I said, I want to kick them where it hurts and the sun doesn't shine. Now, I was in practitioner at training at the time, so that was very, I was being very practitioner. Well, when I went to the practitioner training that following Tuesday, of course, through the guidance of our instructor and Nancy Ashley was our TA at the time, it was like, Marilyn, what is this really about? And I was like, well, if he would just get his act together, everything would be just fine. So I was blaming, I was out there, it was his fault. What is this really about, Marilyn? Well, I finally came to realize that what it was about was I was feeling powerless, powerless to create my new life. And I was hopping mad. Well, now, thank goodness for my prayer partner, Kathy Batten. <laughs> she said to me, well, Marilyn, in situations like this, I've often found that the serenity prayer is a good thing to say. <laughs> and Dr. Martini also acknowledges that the serenity prayer was authored by the American theologian Reinhold Niebuhr and that it is adopted by Alcoholics Anonymous and many 12-step programs. And the best-known form, for some who may not be familiar with it, is God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Well, I'm very fortunate, I'm very grateful to Kathy Batten because I kept saying that and I had the wisdom to know that no matter how much I pushed, that situation was not going to change. And so I just backed off. And in my, one of my emails, I just said, you know, God's time, not our time. This too will be resolved. And over a couple of years, every once in a while, I'd get an email and say, well, there's still no resolution. And I just kept saying, you know, in God's time. I really had learned to let go. I had no uh, emotional response to it. Well, after that wonderful New Year's Eve where I had such a sense of belonging and that this is my neighborhood, a couple weeks later I get an email and it says, MJ, I think you'll be very happy to know that your name is no longer on the mortgage because there's been a new sale. 
And I was like, wow, talk about, I mean, this means that literally everything from the past is now concluded. And what I learned from this process was that that button, he didn't install it, he pushed it, but it was really my perception of not being powerful. I felt I was powerless. But over the years, I surrendered that feeling. I identified my values. I know what's important to me. I've made different choices. And as I accepted that personal power, what happens? The universe responds. And so now something that was there designed to help me discover my own power is no longer necessary. And so it's totally resolved. And what did this process do? This process, first of all, helped me to reconcile and dissolve conflict. It helped me to shift blame to personal responsibility. And more importantly, back to the opening quote, it helped me see the divinity in my ex. I can now look at him with pure gratitude, thank the life that we shared together, be very happy that he's created a new life and I too have a new life that I love. I have a sense of belonging. I'm surrounded by people who love, cherish, and adore me and that I love, cherish, and adore. And the universe continues to bring more good stuff. So what's the message? Dr. Martini says, Balance out that lopsided perception of the underdog and the overdog. In science of mind, we know there is no such thing. Each of us is created in the image and likeness of our creator, which means all that the creator is, it gives of itself. So we are love. We are light. We are power, peace, beauty, joy. We are all of that. And when we accept it, more of it is expressed in, through, and as us. And as we express it, more of it comes back to us. Recognize that our soulmate is right here, right now. And most importantly, that love that we may be seeking in a soulmate is the truth of our own personal being. And when we look at how it's being expressed in our life, we see it in lavish abundance, and then third, embrace that grand organized design, which then it could be an acronym for God, that our life is perfectly designed and perfectly balanced so that we truly accept the gift of life that has been given to us. So let's go forward, get clear on our values, recognize that all that we are seeking is already present, and it's just waiting for us to say yes to it. Let us be the mighty attractor factor. Let us be that. So let's pray. In this now moment, there is one power, there is one presence I choose to call it God, yet it goes by many names. It is love, for the very essence of spirit is love. And spirit gives continuously, infinitely, of itself to itself.
through the divine creative pattern of perfection. Nothing held back. Nothing. Life, love, light, power, peace, beauty, joy. All of it freely given. And I know that this is the truth of my being, for I am of that one power and that one presence. And as I know this to be the truth of my life, I know it to be the truth of each person here. Each individual is an individualized expression of the one, fully imbued with all of the life qualities. And so I claim and affirm and I speak my word for and about each person that there is an open mind and an open heart to accepting the gift of life, to recognizing that love is the truth of each person's being. And as love of self builds, strengthens, unfolds, there is a mighty magnet that attracts more of it into each person's life. And that through this process of self-love, of clarity of values, recognizing that all that is desired is already present and expressing in many multitudinous forms, right here, right now, there is confidence. All fear and doubt, anything that is unlike the spirit, flows back into the nothingness from which it came. And in its place is absolute steadfast conviction that God is love, each person is love, and love is the truth of each person's being and essence. And so I release my word into the activity and action of the law, knowing that the law always says yes. And so with absolute conviction and firmament of mind, together we say, and so it is. And so it is indeed. Thank you for being here today. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 and 11 a.m. every Sunday. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and to make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at www.pcsl.us donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.